and I am intentionally redundant because most of the times our minds have been fed so many negative things until we have to keep hammer, hammering away at the false concepts with the truth until our individual consciousness accepts the truth and we are set free. I say whatever good you want, get full of the feeling. If you want to be healthy, and you don't have to be sick to pray the prayer for health, if you want to be healthy, all of your days in this dimension, in your consciousness, in your own mind, entertain the thought, the belief, the feeling of health. Get full of the feeling of health, and that will keep you healthy. It will heal you if you're sick. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. Hello everyone, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening and whatever time you are listening, I welcome you to another episode of the Kinetic Fitness Show. My name is Ali West and I'm your host as always. If you are a brand new listener, welcome, I appreciate you being here with me, I'm forever grateful for all my new listeners and if you are a returning listener, I'm also super grateful for you guys, so welcome back and welcome to the show. Another great episode lined up for you today. I've got a great guest that I'm going to introduce and bring in in a little while. But before that, I just wanted to share with you guys some great news and some big news that I have for you this week. The news is that this week I have started writing my own book. Yes, big, big news, big process ahead of me. But I thought, do you know what? Screw it, let's do it. Let's not procrastinate anymore. It's something I've been contemplating about doing for a long while. I've got the ideas all down on paper. I've got my sections, my chapters all outlined and I have officially started the first draft of my book this week. I have also set myself a very ambitious target of getting the book out to the world within 90 days. So from draft to editing to publishing to launch, I wanna do that all before the end of 2018. So you may think I'm a bit crazy, but I'm not. I've got a process, I've got a system that I'm going to follow. And the reason why I'm sharing this with you guys is because the book is gonna be all about helping you to be a better version of yourself. So really an extension of the podcast. I'm gonna focus on mind, body, and spirit in my book and help you with your health and wellness and all the things that are centered around making you a better person. Over the coming weeks, I'll tell you how you can help me with the book launch, how you can be involved in the book, and also how you can get your hands on a copy of this as well. So big, big news. I wanted to share that with you because if I share that with you guys, with the guys that listen to my podcast and the new listeners, I'm going to be held accountable to you guys as well to get that out to the world and complete this book and share it with as many people as possible. So yeah, that's the the news for this week. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get stuck into today's episode and share with you some more knowledge, some more wisdom and bring in today's guests. Before I introduce her and bring her in, I want to give you a little bit of background knowledge on my guest today. So my guest today is Charlotte Sims. Charlotte is based here in the UK and she has recently competed in her very first bikini competition. So this is a, 
I guess you could call it a bodybuilding competition. It's where women get themselves into certain shape and compete on stage in a figure competition, a bikini competition. And it's not just that Charlotte has competed in this competition and done extremely well. She's going to tell you a bit more about that. But it's her journey that I really want to share with you. It's her story and she has got a really inspiring story. And I'm hoping that by sharing her story with you and sharing her results, it is going to help you with your fitness journey as well. Right, let's get to it. Let's bring in Charlotte. Let's get started with episode number 24 of the Kinetic Fitness Show and bring to you some more great information. Let's get going. Hello, Charlotte. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, great. Hear you loud and clear. How's your day so far? My day's been wicked, thank you. How about you? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty full on as usual, but everything's been good. Uh, first off, thank you for joining me on this episode, and I'm glad to have you on board. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. I'm keen to uh, share your your story and your your knowledge on health and fitness and the angle that you you're in at the moment. Uh, but before we get stuck into that and before we get into the questions that I want to ask you, can you just give myself and the guys listening in a bit of information about you and a bit of a backstory about who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So um, my name's Charlotte and I'm 30 years old. And I guess you came across me on Instagram because I recently competed in my first bodybuilding competition. And um, that was in August. And I did the bikini category where I placed third in the beginners category and fifth in the open category. And um, I use Instagram quite a lot because I'm actually vegan. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do the bodybuilding competition was just to show people that vegans can get enough protein and we can thrive on a vegan diet. Um, so yeah, I've been vegan since January 2015 and I've been vegetarian for most of my life. Um, in terms of health and fitness, I qualified as a personal trainer in 2013 and I teach a lot of fitness classes. In particular, I love teaching spin and people always call me Spinderella because <laughs> I love spinning so much. And yeah, that's me really. Um, I live in a place near Worcester, so the middle of England. But I've lived pretty much everywhere. I've even lived abroad, like I've lived in Germany. And I just like being a personal trainer because I like helping people feel confident about themselves and help them get healthier and fitter. Awesome. Yeah, I was trying to uh, I was trying to pin down your accent to see where you was from, but I couldn't quite work it out. So there you go, you filled us in. <laughs> yeah, I've got quite a monotone accent. So I've lived everywhere. I think I've picked bits up from all around the UK. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Let's get started then with some of the the issues and problems you've had to overcome at the start of your health and fitness journey. So, what would you say? have been some of the biggest challenges for you in terms of getting to where you are now with your health and well-being and your health and fitness? Okay, so I think, um, like a lot of people, 
I never really had a sport background. Like at school, I used to hate PE. I used to be the person that like used to hide in the toilet or like try and bunk off school to get out of PE. Um, I never really had like a sporty family. Um, so when I did decide to join the gym, my biggest challenge was I literally did not have a clue what to do. I would walk in and I'd spend like five minutes on the bike. I'd get bored. I'd feel a bit shy. I didn't want to ask anyone. And so my biggest challenge really was learning what to do. Um, so in the end, I just ended up going to Zumba pretty much twice a week until I knew the routine off by heart and it was getting a bit boring. So I asked the lady who taught the Zumba class if she could show me what to do in the gym. And then she put me in touch with a personal trainer and he pretty much showed me the ropes of what to do with all the cardio machines and the weight machines. So that was the biggest challenge at first. Like, I don't think people should be scared of asking for help because that's what got me started into like really getting into fitness. Um, and then on the other side with nutrition, I was eating quite healthily because I was vegetarian, but I didn't really know what kind of foods would help with my fitness journey. So I was probably still overeating, like I was eating big portions and I didn't have a clue what a macro was. I didn't have a clue how much protein I was eating. Um, so again, it was trying to research online and ask people, like, what should I be eating? What will help me? Uh, another thing that I found was quite a big challenge was confidence. So even though my body shape was changing, I still didn't feel like confident to like walk into the gym and walk straight into the weights area with all the men. Um, I was still a bit shy. And then another big challenge, if you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen it. Um, I was attacked by a dog in 2015. And so by then, I was really into my fitness journey. I was a qualified personal trainer. I was teaching loads of classes. I had loads of clients. And I was doing quite well on my fitness journey. And I was attacked by a dog and he bit straight through all the muscles in my hand. So for like a year following that, I had to have quite a lot of physio and they told me I'd never use my hand again. So it knocked my confidence back a bit. I didn't like feel confident in training other people because I didn't feel like I'd be able to help them with my hand in a big sling. And yeah, I couldn't train myself properly. So those were like the biggest challenges to date of my fitness challenge, of my fitness journey. Yeah, I think the f the first three or four you said were common ones, what people experience mm. a lot. I mean, the dog thing, not so much, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, the knowledge, the lack of knowledge, that lack of confidence, I think a lot of people suffer with that and they're probably the main reasons why people fear the gym or don't or don't bother going in in the first place because of those exact reasons that you said. So it's it's great to hear that, you were in that boat as well and people can get that confidence and they can improve if they ask for help as well so that's that's good to know that um but yeah, it's like when you're new to the gym and you walk in and you look at everybody else and you kind of think everybody knows what they're doing and oh my god is everyone looking at me because i'm clueless but everybody had to start somewhere and that's the whole point of a fitness instructor and a personal trainer they're there to help you 
and that's their job so you shouldn't ever be afraid to ask somebody for help and most of the people that go to the gym are really friendly as well once you get to know if you join a friendly gym and the atmosphere is really good most people if somebody came up to me in the gym and asked me help like I'd more than happily help them so people just need to realize like everybody starts somewhere and don't be afraid to ask yeah for sure I think as well that it's probably more a higher percentage sorry of people that are in the same boat as opposed to people that really know what they're doing and they're maybe hardcore training experts I think more like 80% are probably in the same boat they're all there wanting to move better feel better look Mm. better and then there's that small percentage of people that yeah they've been training for years they know exactly what they're doing they're regimented but yeah I mean most people in the same boat so there's no harm in asking people for help and there's you shouldn't have a fear really because everyone's in that same boat yeah totally awesome let's touch on the the incident that you had then with the dog because we're going to go off a bit of a tangent here but I think this is important so when that happened and you've been attacked by this dog in hospital you've got your hand in a bad way and obviously it's going to affect you physically and mentally like what was your thought process after that like did it really kickstart you to like think right I'm going to get over this and I'm going to get back in the gym and I'm going to improve even more or was did it knock you for six just explain a little bit about how you felt directly after that incident yeah so at first I was definitely in the mindset of I don't want to give up like all my progress I need to keep training so I was going to the gym with my hand in a sling and I was trying to work around it but it just wasn't feasible like I did need rest and I did need recovery so then it put me in a like not in a bad place mentally but for a while I was suffering a bit like really missing the gym and like just thinking that all my progress was like I was taking a massive backward step but after a few months of physio it then just flipped reversed and I was thinking no I can't do this I just need to work around my injury and just make the best of the situation and so then I was back in the gym I had to make a lot of like amendments to things like I can't put any weight on my hands so I couldn't do things like push-ups and burpees which I don't mind because I don't like burpees but um yeah just had to make a lot of alterations and it really motivated me to like see it as something that I could overcome and make good of the situation yeah for sure when did you start getting into the the weight side of things then because obviously I'm, I'm sure that's a big part of of, of your regime of, of, of doing resistance am I right am I wrong yeah you're totally yeah. right so um after I got bored of doing the Zumba every week, um, the personal trainer showed me what to do with the weights. And so that was back in like 2011. Okay. And so I've always done weights since then. And then it was last year, I turned 30 this year. So last year I wrote a list of all the things I wanted to achieve, like while I was 30 or before I was 30. And competing had always been, like, on my mind that I wanted to do a bodybuilding competition. Um, But obviously with the setback from being attacked by the dog, it never really happened. So I put it on my list. I was thinking, if I don't do it by the time I'm 30 or when I'm 30, then maybe I won't do it at all. So that's when, like, weight training 
went from like being a hobby that I did maybe three or four times a week to like a strict regime of five or six times a week. Yeah, got you. So it went from being just a messing about kind of thing with it to it's your life. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, I wouldn't class it as like messing about, but if I went like maybe three or four times a week, I wouldn't like kick myself if I wanted a day off or maybe like I really enjoyed back then I used to really enjoy training legs so I might train legs more than something else whereas now it had to be really strict and it had to be like set muscle groups on set days and you couldn't miss a day yeah okay so you went you had that goal you decided that you wanted to compete what was You've touched on it a little bit there, but what was kind of the method and the system um, to get you to deciding that you was going to compete in a bikini competition to actually physically being there at the competition on stage? Like, talk us through the the process and the systems and the kind of training, nutrition, the regimes that you follow. Okay, so um, first of all, I found myself a coach because even though. I'm a qualified personal trainer. I felt like if I had somebody who had already done it themselves and who I could be accountable to, so I sent her check-in pictures every week and um, closer to the show I was sending her like videos every day so she could make alterations. Um, so that was the first thing I did. So I'm coached by a lady called Michelle Brannan and she runs Showgirl Fitness. And so she sorts my plans out for me. Um, so in terms of training, I was doing weights five or six times a week. And it was like split body parts. So say like Monday, I might train legs, but it would be more like hamstring focused. And say Tuesday, I might do shoulders. Wednesday, I might do back. Thursday, I might do glutes then have a rest day and then one other day it would be like maybe glutes again or shoulders whatever she felt needed like more work and then cardio I was doing pretty much six days a week as well and then nutrition I had to cut my calories down I'm quite lucky I stayed on quite high calories the whole way through my prep and I do think that's like partly due to being vegan because I feel like you can eat more when you're vegan. You have like more volume of food. Um, and so, yeah, my calories just kept going slightly down each week closer it got to show. And just, yeah, living a healthy lifestyle. So I was drinking tons of water, making sure I was getting enough sleep, doing my stretches so that I could like pose properly for the show. So that was that really. Yeah, awesome. Did you find it, I mean, obviously you said you've been a vegan since January 2015 and you've been a veggie most of your life. Mm. Was that, was it a struggle with the the nutrition side of things? Because a lot of people might be thinking um, you can't do it, but I know you've proved that you can, but was that that a struggle following that kind of way of eating or was it just, did it just slot into place perfectly? I think it helped like coming from like a fitness background like being a personal trainer already I was already eating quite healthily 
it was just more like the portions and like the macros that I needed to tweak a little bit. Um, I always thought like, uh, I don't know if you can actually do it being vegan because the whole idea of bodybuilding, you think everybody's just living off chicken and broccoli <laughs> and chicken and rice. Uh, every meal's chicken, chicken, chicken. Um, so I was a bit worried and I did, I think in the past I always used it as an excuse, like, oh, I would really love to do a fitness competition, but I'm vegan, so I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, but yeah, it was hard trying to like, my coach would give me macros and ideas of what to eat. And then I'd spend like a little bit of time trying to like get my food to match the macros. So in terms of like protein, I was, well, I still eat now tofu. That's like a good source of protein. Lots of beans like chickpeas. Um, I make my own Satan, which a lot of people haven't heard of. It's basically, um, you can't have it if you're intolerant to gluten, but if you're okay with gluten, it's fine. It's just pure gluten flour and you mix it up with water and then you can add things like herbs and either boil it or bake it and that's really high protein. Um, and then protein shakes, I'm actually sponsored now by a company called Raw Sport and they've got really good ingredients. They're soya free so people that suffer with like soya intolerances, they can have them as well and they're just full of like really good things like digestive enzymes yeah and so yeah I found I actually like enjoyed all the food that I was eating and found it quite easy once you got into a routine it become quite easy yeah that's really interesting to hear that because I think a lot of people out there are considering doing what you've done like doing a competition but the food side of things and the eating and the, the strict regimes put people off but you've proven there with what you've just said and what you've done that it can work around your life and you can slot it in um, it's about being creative as well whether you're like vegan or if you do eat meat you don't have to just stick to boring like chicken and rice if you can make things like I don't really like go on the whole if it fits your macros like people fit in like donuts and muffins into their diet like if you're training for a competition I don't really think that's going to work but you can like afford to have variety in your diet still and try different recipes and different herbs and just try and make your food interesting because if it's too restrictive you really won't stick to it for like 12 or 16 weeks or however many weeks it takes you to prep it's just going to be too hard for you exactly what was the time span then from starting to actually competing was it was it 12 weeks or 16 weeks when how long did it take you to prep? Um, so I joined with Showgirl Fitness, I think it was in April, and then I competed in August. Um, but it was probably around between 12 and 16 weeks of dieting and cardio. So, yeah, I'd say about three to four months. Cool. All right, let's move on a little bit then. That's, that's fantastic information that you've shared with us there on that. What about people that want to follow in your footsteps, so to speak? So people that are listening to this or may have seen you on Instagram and think, oh, I want to give that a blast. I really want to go for it. What tips and tricks and um, advice would you give to those guys that, that want to do what you've done? So if somebody's looking at doing a competition, I would probably say 
one, find yourself a good coach. So the way that I found a coach was I scrolled. I went to quite a lot of shows and like looked at the bodies on stage that I liked, found them on Instagram, did a bit of stalking and tried to find out who their coach was because it's all very well getting a figure for stage, but you have to live with that body. It's not like you go on stage. You have to be happy with your body the whole time. So you don't just get a figure to go on stage and impress the judges. You have to live with that body, so you have to like it. So my tip would be, like, try and find the body that you're looking for and then see who they're coached by. That's what I did, and then it kept coming up, Showgirl Fitness, and I thought, well, that's what I want to look like, so I want to be coached by the woman who's creating these bodies. Um, Second of all, I'd say, like, look at your priorities, like is it really realistic for you? It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. So like I'd look at like your work life, your relationship, is it going to like be able to handle the stress of all the prep for bodybuilding? Um, And then try not to take it too seriously. Like it is a competition at the end of the day, but you do have to like have a life as well. So when I was in prep, I was always trying to like still meet up with my friends maybe if it was just for a coffee date or in the summer we'd like do really fun things like we used to go alpaca walking if you've never done that you should do that it's fun you get to walk an alpaca (laughs) Um, (laughs) like we just used to plan like fun things so we didn't feel like we were missing out just because I was in bikini prep um and yeah just do you try and find the exercise that you enjoy as well so there's no point doing it if you're really going to hate it and feel like it's like really restricting your life like I love weightlifting so it really like fitted into my lifestyle um but if it's not going to be something you enjoy and you find it a chore then maybe it's not for you maybe you can find a different competition like there's so much fitness stuff now like there's tough mudder which loads of my friends are training for and like dance competitions so yeah try and find something that you're actually going to enjoy and then you'll be able to stick to it more yeah for sure they're excellent tips that i think you can take a lot away from what you've mentioned there there's one bit i want to touch on though really quick is the Mm. bit where you said about finding a body that you like and that suits you because you've got to live with that body that's obviously something that's really important to you and something that you researched and looked for and you wanted Mm. to feel that way would you say that's the same across the board for all of these men and women that are competing or do you think some people just think right I'm gonna go for it hammer it and then they let themselves go after is is it the same or is it a mix what would you say I think it's hard like um it's hard because you have to fit a criteria that the judges are looking for because you don't want to stand on the stage and okay you might look good in yourself but no one wants to come last really do they like if you enter a competition you want to be in it to win it um so you have to like how you look but you also have to try and fit the criteria for the judges um but staying in that shape as well is really hard you don't stay stage lean like for very long afterwards so you have to be mentally prepared that once you do finish your competition you are going to put on some weight 
and it's just some people go completely mad when you've been in a restrictive phase for like three or four months and then finally you finish your competition you feel like you deserve like treats and rewards because you stayed so strict for all that time but some people do go a bit crazy and pile on a lot of weight quite quickly which I don't think's totally healthy so I think it's about getting to a body that you like that the judges will like and that you will like but then realizing that you're not going to stay like that for very long but having a plan for when you finish your show so that you will still like appreciate your body and you still will work hard on your body but to give it a bit of a rest as well from all the stress that you put it through yeah got you good tips the one thing i've always been intrigued by you saying there about obviously you will put on some weight and stuff did you find you had any adverse health uh, issues after doing the competition? Was your health okay? Like I'm talking in terms of colds and flus and stuff like that. Was everything cool or have you experienced anything like that? Like the immune system dropping or, or not? Um, so literally I cannot remember the last time I had a cold. So yes, love that. <laughs> I felt completely healthy the whole way through. And I think it is a bit of a misconception that people think that bodybuilding is really unhealthy. I think you can do it in a healthy way. Like, I've never felt better, to be honest. And the only thing that I think is a bit extreme is maybe, like, the week before competition. Um, Not everybody does it, but quite a lot of people do it where, like, you water load. So you drink, like, the most amount of water ever like you wee all the time and then right before the competition you start like dehydrating so that's a bit extreme but other than that my health hasn't suffered at all and I've never felt better I've got so much energy so luckily for me yeah I've been okay um I think the most common thing with girls on prep is like to do with your menstrual cycle a lot of females will end up like having problems there yeah Mm. cool that's good to know that you uh your health's on point yeah i think um i've had regular blood tests as well so like when i first started prep i had my blood checked and like halfway through and then after the show and all my blood tests are fine as well awesome Mm. i think one thing to take away definitely for the listeners from everything you've said is like how like seriously and dedicated and focused you've you, you've been with it and how seriously you took it because I know you said yes you've got to have fun and enjoy it as well which is great but you have been focused and, and organized with it like getting stuff like your blood's done and that a lot, a lot of people wouldn't have done that would they so to, to take it seriously is important as well isn't it yeah for me it was you had to take it seriously because you need to be consistent to be able to like reach your goals but to me I wanted I so wanted to do it so badly but I also wanted to stay healthy as well for me like the most important thing in my whole entire life is my health and I wouldn't be able to work if I wasn't healthy and I wouldn't be able to like have a good relationship with my friends and family if I made myself ill and there didn't seem any point in like pushing myself so much if it was going to have like a detrimental effect on my health so for me, it was really important to stay healthy along the way. Otherwise, I just wouldn't have wanted to do it. 
and as well like being a personal trainer I'm all about health and fitness so I wouldn't be able to help other people if I'd made myself ill like it wouldn't be a very good example I don't think exactly you've uh, balanced it up nicely keeping healthy getting into amazing shape and we will tell the listeners where to go so they can see the amazing shape that you got into (laughs) oh thank you um okay um I've asked a lot of the questions I wanted to ask and I've found out great information and some of the tips you've given are really good. Um, let's talk, just before we wrap things up, let's talk about the overall results. So if I had to say to you, Charlotte, okay, what are the one or two best results you think you've had in, not just from doing this competition, but maybe in your entire health and fitness journey, what would you say are some of the what like one to two best results you've you've achieved okay so the competition at the moment's always going to be at the top because for sure <laughs> I just yeah I was so overwhelmed it was my first show and I managed to come away with two medals um so I was just happy that I managed to stay so consistent for something that I'd wanted for so many years um but really the best result like for the competition, I ended up losing like over two stone. I wasn't in bad shape before, so I didn't have too much to lose. But I lost over two stone, and I think I lost about five inches off my waist. Wow! Um, so that was a good result. But really, for me, my best result out of my whole health and fitness journey would just be confidence. Like I remember just feeling like so. It's such a like common thing with women but you just feel so like insecure about the way you look and like just becoming the reason why I wanted to be a personal trainer was to help other women and other people just feel good about themselves and when you feel healthier and you're doing exercise and things that you enjoy then you do just get a sense of confidence about yourself and yeah that's what makes me happy being a personal trainer is giving people that confidence back yeah it's amazing the journey that you've done and it's proof that anyone can do it so going back a few years you walked into the gym didn't know what you was doing was doing a couple of zumba classes and cycling on the bike and to Mm -hmm. now being stood up on a stage in front of loads of people and judges and coming third in a competition i mean that's just proof that anyone can do it and that you've had an amazing journey to get to where you are now so that's amazing great results thank you yeah like if you told me back then that I would have been standing on a stage in the smallest bikini ever I just would have laughed at you um so yeah I think a lot of people say to me like I'm inspiring just because I'm just a normal girl like I used to look in fitness magazines and think oh well they must like have really good genetics or they must have a job where they're training like they're in sport and they train all day and they've probably got like a really good personal trainer and they've got loads of money so they can buy all the supplements in the world like that's just never going to be me whereas I've proved to people like not only am I vegan and I've had to overcome injuries but I'm just a normal girl I work a full-time job and yeah like anybody can do it if you really want to do something no matter what it is in life if you really want to do it you can do it like you are in control of your life and you can just go for your goals and you'll get there in the end awesome 
Love that. Okay, last couple of bits, Charlotte, before yep. we wrap up. Where can the listeners that are going to listen into this this episode and that are listening to this episode <laughs> find out more about you? Where can they go to find out more? So on Instagram, my name is Foxy Hot Girl. Great Instagram, by the way. Great, great <laughs> handle. thank you and um facebook you can find me in charlotte sims or it's called foxy fitness awesome and before we complete the way we end all of my episodes on the kinetic fitness show is with a favorite quote so i'm hoping (laughs) you've got a quote for me and this can be uh, a quote from yourself it can be something that inspires you just anything you like just Hit us with a quote, Charlotte, to finish before we wrap things up. Okay, so I'm quite a quote person, so if you go on my Instagram, there's loads, but I just wanted to keep it really simple because I think this sums me up. So my quote for you is just never give up. Boom. Boom. (laughs) Love it. Simple, but gets to the point. Yes. (laughs) And that's something that I live by as well, so I like that. That's good. Uh, Wicked. (laughs) Well, that's it. We're going to wrap it up. I appreciate your time. Uh, it's quite late here. We're on a, a nine o'clock UK time call. So I appreciate you staying up late and speaking to me and fitting it in. And oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. No problem. And thanks for sharing your, your knowledge and your wisdom. You're welcome. Wicked. All right. Take care, Charlotte. Thanks for that. Thank you. Bye. Bye. There we go, guys. Another episode wrapped up for the Kinetic Fitness Show. Episode number 24. Amazing story there from Charlotte. Pretty inspiring. And she has come a long way from where she started out in fitness to where she is now and the results that she's achieved and proven that anyone can do it no matter where you start your journey or where you are within fitness. No matter what your lifestyle is like, you can achieve amazing results. And Charlotte is proof of that thoroughly enjoyed that very different angle once again and i hope you guys found it inspiring and are going to take on board some of the tips and the knowledge that she put across there as i mentioned on the end of all of my podcasts if you need any more help do not hesitate to contact me directly all the details of how you can get in touch with me are in the description of this podcast episode also if you like the podcast if you're enjoying it And if this is your first episode, but you really enjoyed it, then I highly recommend that you go back, listen to some of the other episodes and get a feel for the different topics and vibes that we're putting across. And also, if you can leave me a review on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. And don't forget to like, follow, subscribe and share this podcast so we can help as many people as possible to live longer, healthier, happier and more joyful lives. That's it for this week. Done, all wrapped up on episode number 24 and we move on again to next week. So I look forward to sharing more knowledge, more wisdom all around health and wellness with you again next week. Have a fantastic week. Peace and love.